2: That's right, my name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Well, we've caught them. We've caught them all. We got got it all on tape. That was Donald Trump. Donald J. Trump, October 4th, 2020. That's pretty early on in the game, really. I mean, he, he knew about this a long time ago. I remember Donald Trump saying, you know when he was talking about the Russian hoax, he said, I choose not to get involved. I didn't do anything wrong. So, you know, just one thing I learned about Watergate was don't get involved because the cover-up could be worse than the crime. And that's exactly what the play was for Watergate. It was the exact same playbook as the Russian hoax. And of course, now Hillary Clinton is more than likely going to go down. And the reason why I think that's going to happen is because she is expendable. I think that the left is absolutely had it up to here with, you know, the Clintons. Uh, There's just too much baggage. They're no longer a a good commodity for uh, winning elections. Bill Clinton was the comeback kid. Bill Clinton found ways to win, but Hillary Clinton was a natural-born loser. She was a loser her whole life. She never won a, a doggone dick. I mean, she carpetbagged her way up to New York State to win a Senate seat that was a shoe in She couldn't possibly have lost, lost that race. And the only reason why she won it was somehow John John Kennedy died in a plane crash. And people, you know, people wonder, was that, you know, a murder or was that a homicide? Was that, was that an accident? And we really don't know the answers to that. Just like we don't really know the answers to what happened to Scalia. And the reason why I bring those things up is because we're going to be talking about the tie-in to Scalia, to Merrick Garland, to Jake Sullivan and his wife, who's the advisor to Merrick Garland, and Hillary Clinton, and all of these things that Uh, are now evolving into play as to where we are right now with this complete and utter uh, charade of a media. I mean, the fake news, the media, isn't even covering the Durham report. And they're not covering the truckers and the lockdowns. They're not covering the give-send-go espionage case. What is that? The give, send, go. Well, you know, you heard about GoFundMe. The trucker's got $10 million somewhere in that neighborhood, $9 million something. But the trucker's got the, all those millions of dollars and then GoFundMe decides that they're going to put a halt to that money and freeze their assets as if the truckers are terrorists. The, the horn honker is a terrorist. Since when is it terrorism honking a horn or blocking a bridge black lives matter and antifa did it all summer long one year i can recall and then they burnt buildings down and they clobbered police officers in the head with baseball bats and they tore statues down and all they got was a a radical a progressive da that gave them a slap on the wrist they changed the laws for cash bail and Kamala Harris the vice president uh so-called vice president of the United States actually financed and funded these bail bail organizations cash bail organizations do you recall when Kavanaugh was getting his confirmation the same people were showing up breaking into the capitol insurrection right and then they were getting thrown in jail then they were getting out within five minutes and going right back down to the Capitol for the hearings of the Kavanaugh hearings and then basically getting thrown in jail again. They had a whole cash bail system set up for that. And they didn't call that an insurrection. The media covered it wall to wall, just like, you know, CBS, for example, covered Judy Woodruff covered. uh, She was interviewing Donald Trump and Donald Trump calls this out and says, I was being spied on. And she says, we can't prove that. And then she says, we could, at CBS, we could only report what we can prove. Well, they reported infinitum the Russian hoax, which was unproven. Completely bogus, a false story, a fake news story. To where all these reporters won all these Pulitzer Prizes And they were all duped, like morons that they are. But because it represents a bashing of Trump and a promotion of his adversaries, because it supports Hillary Clinton or Joe Biden, then what you end up having is you end up having all of these... uh, all these... uh, this bias in the media. So we're going to take a listen to some clips today and we're also going to get into the details of uh of jaffe but first i want to cue this up i want to cue this uh tucker carlson uh clip up right now um this is going to be a really good uh, setup if you watch donald
3: trump closely over his four years in office and we did it became pretty clear that the more outlandish the claim that Trump happened to be making, the more likely it was to be true. Trump did tend to exaggerate at times, but it was mostly about topics that didn't matter. How big was the crowd at his 2016 inauguration? Who cares? But on the big things, on matters of civilizational importance, Trump told the truth bluntly, often when nobody else would. The Iraq war was a mistake, Trump said. Illegal immigration is a disaster. China is taking over the world. Haiti is a pretty crappy place. Deafening hysteria followed every one of these demonstrably true statements. At one point in early 2018, CNN and the Washington Post got so worked up trying to hide the obvious that they devoted blanket coverage to the claim that actually Haiti is an awesome and fully functional country, a perfect spot for your next family vacation. And by the way, if you disagree with that, you're racist. That's what they told us. Three years later, they have dropped the pose, at least on Haiti. Our leaders now consider Haiti so awful that just being from there qualifies you for asylum in the United States. With Trump gone, they can finally admit that. What was once a dangerous conspiracy theory is now just a sensible observation, especially when it justifies more immigration. For four years, no dangerous conspiracy theory was considered more dangerous or more conspiratorial than the claim that Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign had spied on Donald Trump. The very idea that Hillary Clinton, of all people, had spied on anyone was preposterous, the media informed us. Only a lunatic would claim otherwise. By making a charge like that, in fact, Trump was emboldening our enemies and degrading the public's confidence in our democratic system. So it wasn't just a stupid opinion that Trump had. It was really a form of treason. And yet, as usual, Trump kept saying it. Watch him do it again in one of his last sit-down interviews
0: as president with Leslie Stahl of 60 Minutes. The biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my you campaign, know, There's Leslie. no e- real evidence of that. Of course there is. It's no. all over the place. Leslie, Sir, they spied on my campaign and they got I, caught. Can I say something? You know, this is 60 Minutes. And we can't put on things we can't verify. You won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. We can't Look, put on things we can't verify. Leslie, they spied and, on my campaign. Well, we can't verify It's been totally that. verified. No. It's been, just go down and get the papers. They spied on my campaign. They got caught.
2: No. Do you hear those lies? Do you hear those lies? Those lies. Uh, by the way, I said Judy Woodruff. I meant Leslie Stahl. But do you hear that? Now they talked about Trump-Russian hoax infinitum at 60 minutes. But right here, she's, she's basically, she's doing what, uh, what was her name? Candy Crowley. Do you remember the Mitt Romney-Obama debate where Candy Crowley actually injected herself into that debate? and basically said, no, 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 Mr. Obama's right, or President Obama's correct on this one, and, and completely shut down Mitt Romney's narrative. Uh, the media is out of control. And what we're seeing in Canada is very similar. It's a state-run Canadian broadcasting channel. Uh, where they're, It's state-run, and it's a propaganda arm of Trudeau. It's no different than what what we see in China or Russia or North Korea. But it's right here in our Northern Hemisphere, in Canada, in Australia, where the police are pounding and, and, and beating up on citizens over this for your health thing, for your health, for the good of your health. It's absolutely absurd. We're going to continue with this Leslie Stahl Well, it's not really Leslie Stahl. It's going to be a Tucker piece. But uh, I wanted to correct because I said it was Judy Woodruff. It's Leslie Stahl. And look at that media bias on full display. Now, knowing what we know now. And then they went much further than that. And they got
0: caught. And you will see that, Leslie. And you know that. But you just don't want to put it on the air. As a matter of fact, I don't know that. No, as a matter of fact, we can't verify that. This is CBS News.
3: We don't air things we can't verify. Really, Leslie Stahl, is that true? We still remember a CBS News piece from 2016 that claimed that Donald Trump was secretly working with Vladimir Putin. So the question is, how did CBS News verify those facts? Walk us through your reporting process. Well, as it turns out, that particular story, the reporting came from reading a piece on Slate.com, probably while standing in line at Starbucks. Slate alleged that the Trump campaign was coordinating with a Russian bank called Alpha Bank, using a hidden server in Trump Tower. How did Slate.com know this? By consulting a, quote, small, tightly knit community of computer scientists. These scientists, Slate insisted, were totally nonpartisan. One of the sources explained anonymously, quote, we wanted to defend both campaigns because we wanted to preserve the integrity of the election. So here you have just another unnamed computer scientist defending election integrity. Makes sense. Don't ask questions. Jake Sullivan did not ask questions. Jake Sullivan takes Slate.com very seriously. At the time, Jake Sullivan was working for the Hillary Clinton campaign. He cited the Slate story as evidence that Trump was indeed colluding with Vladimir Putin. Quote, the secret hotline may be the key to unlocking the mystery of Trump's ties to Russia. (laughs) Sullivan said, what a tool. We can only assume that federal authorities will now explore this direct connection between Trump and Russia. So there was a bat. Phone in Trump Tower that rang directly in the Kremlin. Jake Sullivan stuck to that line for months. Here he is on CNN in
4: March of 2017. What we learned during the campaign was that very serious computer science experts, people who work closely uh, with the United States government, had uncovered this secret hotline between uh... the alpha bank the the russian bank and the trump organization now of course we didn't know for sure if in fact that were the case but we knew that it should be investigated and we knew that given how serious these computer scientists were they were not just making up crackpot theories so it wasn't surprising to learn that even as of last week the fbi is still looking into this and do you have any idea what they're what they're looking for i don't uh, of course i don't have a line into the fbi on this but what i know based on public reporting is that there is very unusual server activity between this Russian bank and the Trump organization, which suggests contact that took place over the course of the campaign.
3: Oh, the secret hotline. These people are literally willing to say anything if it gives them power. But listen carefully to what Jake Sullivan said. I don't have a line into the FBI on this. Everything I know is from public reporting. So you'll notice that Sullivan went out of his way to say that, which should have been a very clear sign that it was a lie, and indeed it was a lie. In fact, the Hillary Clinton for President campaign was coordinating directly with the FBI. A Clinton lawyer called Michael Sussman had been feeding false claims about Trump and Russia, once again from that crack team of nonpartisan computer scientists, to the general counsel at the FBI, a man called James Baker. But Sussman didn't stop there. In February of 2017, after the election, Sussman also met with the general counsel at CIA. So at this point, you may be wondering about the identity of those nonpartisan computer scientists who dug up all this new information about Donald Trump's direct connection to Vladimir Putin. Who are these people? We may not be shocked to learn they weren't nonpartisan. Once again, Jake Sullivan was lying to us. In fact, a pro-Hillary Clinton activist from South Africa called Rodney Joffe had put together a team of digital researchers. Oppo guys, we used to call them. Most of them came from Georgia Tech. In emails, Rodney Jaffe explained why he was doing this. He wanted Hillary to win the presidency because Hillary Clinton had promised him a job as a top cybersecurity officer in the U.S. government. So Jaffe wanted to help Hillary win, he said that. In order to do that, he gave his nonpartisan computer scientists a mission. Their job was to gather data they had access to thanks to a Pentagon contract in order to connect Donald Trump to Putin. Now, we know all this thanks to a new court filing from special counsel John Durham, who spent the last few years investigating the origins of the Russia hoax and is finally producing some material. In the words of Durham's filing, quote, Jaffe tasked those researchers to mine Internet data to establish an inference and a narrative tying then-candidate Trump to Russia. So this wasn't reporting, of course. They had a goal. They were trying to get Hillary elected president. The amazing thing is how they did it, where their data came from. The filing says that Joffe and his computer scientists intercepted internet traffic, that is emails and presumably text messages, from quote, Trump Tower, Donald Trump's Central Park West apartment building, and the executive office of the President of the United States. In other words, Trump was right. This isn't a conspiracy theory, his claims were true. Democrats were spying on Donald Trump, not just as a candidate, but as president of the United States in the White House, as well as in his own home. So has anything like this ever happened in American history? Not that we know of. But Jeff Bezos doesn't think you should worry about it or even know that it happened. Today's Washington Post informed its brain-dead readership that while, quote, Trump is once again claiming that he was spied upon, that claim has been, quote, debunked. Oh, really? How has it been debunked? Shut up! It just has! But in fact, that claim has not been debunked. It has been verified. That claim is true. It actually happened. And the way it happened tells you everything about why it has been so extraordinarily difficult to bring democracy back to the United States. A government contractor spied on a populist presidential candidate Then passed the information to his opponent's campaign, which gave it to the FBI and the news media, which distorted it to create the illusion of treason, which was then cited by the politician who paid for the whole thing as a reason not to vote for the guy she spied on. Got it? It's a closed loop. Everyone's got a role. Here's Hillary Clinton during the presidential debates. From
0: everything I see, has no respect for this person
1: Well that's because he'd rather have a puppet as president of no the United puppet, States No puppet no puppet It's pretty clear you're the it's pretty clear you won't admit no, that the, the, the Russians have engaged in cyber attacks against the United States of America that you encouraged espionage against our people that you are willing to spout the Putin line sign up for his wish list Break up NATO, do whatever he wants to do, and that you continue to get help from him because he has a very clear favorite in this race.
3: So if you're not all in with NATO, if you think it's a pointless boondoggle that endangers the United States, you, my friend, work for Vladimir Putin. You encouraged espionage, shrieked Hillary, at the very moment she was doing precisely that. They always denounce you for their own sins.
2: It's absolutely absurd, isn't it? It's absolutely crazy. Uh, When we take, take a look back at where we've come from and all the words that were spoken and all the things that were said, it becomes quite obvious, doesn't it? And, you know, I find it really fascinating, actually, but I think a lot of us forget a lot of these things, a lot of these things that were, you know being done but we shouldn't forget because because there's just so much more to it you know Hillary Clinton in October 31st 2016 she tweeted this computer scientists have apparently uncovered a covert server linking the Trump organization to a Russian based bank Alpha Bank now the New York Post recently just came out on February 13th, and said Clinton campaign paid tech workers to dig up Trump Russian connections. And that was a report in the New York Post. So she was behind the whole thing. Just like the Steele dossier and Fusion GPS, and you know, John Podesta was the liaison with Mark Elias. And you may recall Mark Elias was the guy who helped rig the Georgia election and get Stacey Abrams so much power. And Mark Elias was working for Perkins Coey. Now, I have video and I have photographs of not only Sean Hayes, uh, but also Mark Elias and John Podesta in a symposium. In the weeks after the presidential inauguration for Donald Trump, in January, February. It was actually March of 2017. And they went into this symposium and they were talking about all the great work that David Korn from Mother Jones and Michael Isakoff from Yahoo News were talking about. And they were talking about, and it was really circular reporting. They were taking verbatim all these words that were written out and leaked out into the press and written up and then one reporter would uh, copy off of another reporter, and they call that circular reporting. So that the article you read three weeks down the road is a culmination like the game post office, where you tell a person a secret, and it goes around the room, and by the time the person ends up hearing the final uh, secret, it's completely bastardized or distorted. But the idea is that this circular reporting gets you know, embellished and spun because the whole media apparatus is of one particular political persuasion and each person's trying to outdo the next. And where it gets kind of scary is that one of the people that's instrumental in all of this, well, we got... You know, Fusion GPS, run by Glenn Simpson. And we got CrowdStrike. And remember, it was Donald Trump that mentioned CrowdStrike in the U- call with Ukraine. And he mentioned Hunter Biden and he mentioned CrowdStrike. And CrowdStrike was the company that confiscated the DNC server pretty much in the wake of the Seth Rich murder. Remember Seth Rich? Then there was this cover-up and they basically needed to change the narrative and they hatched this Russian hoax. And the Russian hoax changed the narrative away from Hillary's email gate, her email scandal, and then James Comey was doing some things, what he was doing, opening up an investigation, closing it, confirming that she's a saint, whatever. But for the most part... There was the Seth Rich murder as well. And Seth Rich's murder uh, had to do with, I think, Hillary Clinton cheating Bernie Sanders. And Seth Rich was a Bernie Sanders supporter. And they realized that all the financing and all the money and all the narratives in the DNC were rigged against Bernie in favor of Hillary, who couldn't win anything. She couldn't be a dog catcher if they paid her. Like I said, she the only thing she ever won was the New York State race for Senate her first time. And that's only because John John Kennedy was murdered. And we talked about Scalia and his connection with Merrick Garland. And I think Scalia, found dead in a bed without a witness or an autopsy, was basically blockading the dreamer thing. You know, Biden opened up the borders and it's flooding through all these things. And Merrick Garland and, um, and, and the uh, DHS uh, head all are all about uh, violating the laws to maximize the amount of people that can come through our border. They'll pay them. They'll do anything they can to get them in. Merrick Garland last year was suing Governor Abbott in Texas to, get, uh, to, to, to have them stop abiding by the laws and stop stopping um, migrant trucks from coming across the border. So Merrick Garland was really active. And when Merrick Garland was asked in his confirmation, he was asked, is it illegal for illegals to come through the border? And he couldn't answer the question. But he was up for a nomination to replace Scalia, if you recall, in 2016, and 15 and 16. And that's because Justice Hannon, Justice Hannon, the Supreme Court Justice of Texas, was stopping the Dreamer, uh, put it, stopped in its tracks. And Barack Obama printed up all these cards, these forms in Ireland, outsourced it so he can do it inconspicuously. And he was going to push through enough voters and import enough voters with this amnesty dreamer thing, to basically give Hillary the win. It was going to be a shoe in. They had to go to Plan B because that didn't work out. Why? Because Justice Hanna, the Supreme Court justice in Texas, saved the Republic. So what did they do? Loretta Lynch or Eric Holder, whoever is AG at the time, basically then appealed that immediately to the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals that oversees Texas. And what ended up happening there is they stayed Justice Hanna's order. And who was the judge at the Supreme Court level that oversaw the cases, the caseload from the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals was Scalia, Antonin Scalia. So next thing you know, Antonin Scalia is taken out. Found dead in a bed without a witness or an autopsy, and I just know I just know in my heart that this guy was murdered. That's what I believe it just makes it doesn't make sense any other way. He had a physical before he went on a hunting trip in Texas, and he ended up dead and there was no witness he you know it just doesn't make any sense so then they pushed Merrick Garland through. And Mitch McConnell did one good thing back then and he blocked it because we had control of the Senate that Republicans did and he blocked Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland, a total idiot who couldn't even answer the question, is it illegal for illegals to break our laws and why why, why should we reward them? But of course, he, along with Mayorkas, the head of DHS, and Biden Picked up where Obama left off, realizing that this important influx of slave labor is not only good for getting donors from the multinational corporations who benefit from these slave labor imports, but they also convert these slave laborers into votes. And they move these slave laborers who vote without their knowledge, they vote to battleground states like Florida or Ohio or Michigan or Wisconsin, just like they do with the refugees. It's a globalist thing where they move people around like they're like they, like they're little widgets. They don't care whether a widget dies or lives. They only care about what the widget can do for them. And you, my friends, according to the globalists, are nothing more than a widget. You may have blood running through your veins. You may have people that love you, and you may have people that depend on you, but you're nothing more than a vote or you're a pawn in their Ponzi scheme of population control. And if if you don't believe that, just look at what, what's been happening in the last two years under COVID. Look at what they've tried to do to you with regard to climate change. Look at all the things that they've done to you. And think about what they're doing, the freezing assets. You're losing your job. You know, I read this meme. It's a really great meme, but you know, they said they said if um, if the politicians, you know, lost their jobs and got locked down and did how to deal with all of these things, you would see the laws change really, really quick. And that's so true. It's absolutely true. So this Joffe guy, you know, one of the things that I think Tucker did so well in that uh, clip that we played is Jaffe, this South African uh, IT guy, was promised a job and already had a government contract with to, they, that allowed him to draw a connection between the Trump servers and Russia. And they played on it. They knew it. When nobody else knew it, they knew it. Hillary knew it. Jake Sullivan knew it. But Jake Sullivan's now the national security advisor. And his wife works for guess who. His wife is the advisor for Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland's the attorney general of the United States that oversees the Durham report. Now, if that's not a conflict of interest, I don't know what is. So people ask me all the time, is Hillary going down? And at first blush, you say, probably not. But then you start to realize, well, maybe the baggage is so great that they know that Hillary has already figured out a way to get herself out of it. Except for the fact that if the media were to straighten up and tell this story correctly, and if the Democrats and the mainstream media and the CIA and the FBI turn on Hillary, Hillary's dead to rights. She's dead. She's a goner. And there's a new poll out right now that suggests that what I'm saying might be true. And the Free Beacon put this out and says, New poll, overwhelming majority of Democrats want Hillary Clinton questioned over Trump spying scandal. Overwhelming majority of Democrats. The Democratic Party faithful typically fall in line with the whatever their leaders tell them to think. But the times may be a-changing. If a new TIP poll, TIP poll, involving Hillary Clinton is any indication, a growing chorus of de- Democrats... I believe 2016 presidential candidate Hillary Clinton should be questioned by special advisor John Durham for her alleged role in the Russian secret server scandal in a poll conducted before bombshell revelations that her team spied on Donald Trump's campaign, the Daily Mail reported. Now, that was the Daily Mail. There's another report from Free Beacon that we're going to get to it here in a second. In a poll last month, 66% of Democrats wanted Clinton questioned, a whopping 22% points higher than how many in her party demanded a probe last October, according to Technometrica. The amount of Republicans demanding answers is also swelling, rising to 91% in January from 80% last October. Now comes an even more disadvantage devastating part it was before the recent damning revelations that team hillary has been linked to a tech firm that effectively spied on donald trump both polls were completed before the special counsel john durham last week released a bombshell report so that spells big trouble for hillary clinton in my opinion now there's another report if you watch on whoops sorry Sorry about that. And we're going to get to this report here in a second once I find it. Um, But it's also, it too is damning. Oh, it's this one. Okay, so this is another report. This is from the Free Beacon. Guess what? The tech firm that Hillary Clinton used, guess what? Joe Biden used it too. Hillary Clinton wasn't the only Trump rival to pay tech firm To pay the tech firm that spied on him. Biden also hired it for the 2020 campaign. And there's uh, application forms and everything else in between. So FEC records unearthed by the Washington Free Beacon show that Biden, the Biden campaign in 2020 paid the same tech firm that Hillary Clinton used allegedly spied on Donald Trump during the 2016 campaign. So they paid this tech firm th- tens of thousands of dollars to a cybersecurity firm at the center of special counsel John Durham's investigation into the origins of the Trump-Russia probe. And Chuck Ross, one of my favorite writers, uh, reported this in the Free Beacon. And it was uh, quite, quite a revelation. Chuck Ross has been on this just like Jeff Carlson's been on this for a long time. So the campaign paid New Star Information Services in 2020 for accounting and compliance work, according to Federal Election Commission. According to Durham's New Star's chief technology officer, Rodney Jaffe, accessed sensitive web traffic data that the company maintained on behalf of the White House executive office in order to collect derogatory information about Donald Trump. So there you go. Now, I want to listen to some things um, related to, uh, uh, I'm a big fan of this guy named Cash Patel. And he was recently on Newsmax. And uh, I want to just take a listen to what Cash Patel had to say about this subject. Because he was directly and intimately not only involved with this, But he was also directly and intimately involved with the decision-making before the January 6th thing. And he understands what a corrupt individual um, Nancy Pelosi is. But let's take a listen. This is a bombshell.
5: They know this story. They know Mueller's part of this story well enough to know that this is genuine news. Yesterday on those talk shows, not one word. I can't believe it. I quite frankly, even for them, I find this hard to believe, not a mention. How is this going to play out? I mean, they are just going to pretend it's not happening?
1: No, I think we're going to force it on them. Look... This, as bad as Russiagate was with the steel dossier, this makes Watergate look like a parking citation. They spied and they used money from opposition research to go ahead and spy on a sitting president at his White House and his candidate. What's going to happen is these, these mainstream media are going to ignore this story for a few more days, and then they're going to start personally attacking us, me, Devin, the president, like they did three, four years ago. And then they're going to be forced to correct their stories in hiding on a late on a friday night when no one's looking and say oh we might have gotten that spy gate thing wrong and we uh we were totally wrong when we said trump was not spied on um and there's no way the hillary clinton campaign paid for any of it they were wrong on all counts so there's going to be impossible for them to admit it but thankfully your show is going to help um you know hold them to their feet to their fire
5: Well, the seeds were out there for a long time. I mean, if you were watching, you could tell. When uh, Attorney General Barr was testifying uh, in 2019, he said out loud spying, and people were shocked. But, I mean, people knew about, well, the campaign at least portion of this for a long time. Let's take a look at that, please. Any minute now. So you're not not suggesting, though, that spying
2: occurred
0: i don't uh well uh bill barr i guess you could i i think there's a spying did occur yes i think spying did occur
2: (laughs) that was blah it was was pretty wild uh
5: again he was attacked this could not i think he may even have walked it back a little bit but this is worse than anything he was saying and anything president trump was saying that he was being spied on while he was president Why are we only learning about this now? I mean, this is news even to you, right? Yeah. You didn't didn't know he was, this was not in the cards. And this was now maybe five years ago. Why is it, has it taken so
1: long? It's taken so long because when we were running the investigation in Congress, we had limited powers. When President Trump came into office, everyone, including Comey, McCabe, Strzok, and the like, were trying to take him down. And we are now finding out, thankfully, to John Durham's utilization of grand juries and federal prosecution powers. That's why it's taken so long, because we finally have a prosecutor who's willing to take it to the mats. And to uncover the fact that uh, this story is the biggest political scandal and criminal scandal in U.S. history um, just helps the mainstream media sweep bit under the rug but john durham has interviewed 24 people in the grand jury to include cia case officers fbi agents and directors leadership in the clinton campaign cycle and they've indicted her lawyer so this is just starting it's how you build a criminal conspiracy case and they're not going to be able to ignore indictments when they start once they start coming in full swing
5: now we have a picture here of michael sussman he is the attorney who is working for Uh, Hillary Clinton's campaign, he was also working for the tech executive. Now, some will say, oh, Michael Sussman, who's that? Who cares? This is not that important. I'll refer everyone to Watergate. Look at some of the names of the people who went to jail during Watergate. They're not exactly household names, you know, Chuck Colson, uh, Bud Crow. uh, There are all kinds of people you never heard of uh, that went down.
1: Ultimately, the fish got bigger. But it started with people, you know, at this level. You're absolutely right. It has to start somewhere. You cannot go on and infiltrate the, uh, the White House servers and the White House Internet by just doing it from the top. You have to have a team. And Michael Sussman and Mark Elias were the lead attorneys for the Hillary Clinton campaign who were paid millions and millions of dollars to perpetuate the steel dossier fraud. And now we know they were paid millions and millions of dollars to go out and buy false information from a tech executive and then here's the here's the worst part they secured a quote sensitive arrangement with someone in government to gain access to the white house servers that means someone in government gave them permission and paid the contracting tech executive company's firm to allow that work to happen that could only have been done with the utilization of the intelligence community willingly and that to me is the biggest criminal uh, scandal that we have yet to talk about
5: uh yes and sussman himself went over to the cia government agency number two everybody understands it's cia and apparently perhaps lying to the cia is not a crime you're allowed to you're not allowed to you know, seriously i think you can you can i mean they tell lies all the time over there 10 seconds <laughs> i only have 10 se- seconds left uh john durham at any point in this process were you frustrated because it didn't seem like a lot of progress was being made, and do you feel like finally, okay, he's really he's going to deliver?
1: He's going to deliver. Of course, everybody gets frustrated. As a former federal prosecutor, who brought international terrorism cases that were pretty complex, this guy's unraveling the biggest criminal conspiracy against the sitting president in the United States history. It's going to happen. Just give the guy a few more months. It's coming.
2: And that's it. So here, here we go. You know, and Trump said this: "I was proven right about the spying." and I will be proven right about 2020. In a court filing on Friday, special counsel John Durham revealed that the July 16th, uh, uh, a tech executive, Jaffe, worked with the Clinton campaign's law lawyers. So he's he basically, uh, Trump is basically saying that he'll be proven right on 2020. You know, the same people that are behind the rigging of the 2020 election, the same people that are behind what we have now is dead to rights, the Russian hoax, are the same people that are asking you to put a jab in your arm. Think about that. You know, I was just uh, looking over at the uh, Gateway Pundit, and they got this story about how they want to put a, uh, an, an, they want to give you an annual shot. Project Veritas is working on this. Uh Project Veritas, FDA exec officer on hidden camera. Biden wants to inoculate as many people as possible. You'll have to get an annual shot. So Biden wants to inoculate as many people as possible, said Christopher Cole, FDA executive officer of countermeasures and initiatives. So why? Why are they doing that? They want to control. You know, At some point, there might be some truth to this metal detection in these shots. Who knows? I'm not a doctor and, you know, I don't want to be a conspiracy uh, theorist, Um, but when you take a look at all the wild things that we never thought would be possible in our country and everywhere we turn, we see this gaslighting, the media not covering stories they should be covering, and spinning other things, as you know, that are complete and utter nonsense. Uh, it's just absurd. So, you know, we must do better. Um, so we we talked about you know, and then the other stories that we want to talk about today, before we run out of time, is the Ukraine situation. You know, Ukraine, Russia's pulling back. So the military-industrial complex is sad today, right? They're sad because they're not going to make all that money. And that's a sad thing for the military-industrial complex because they're not going to make that money. But just like when we listened to Tulsi Gabbard earlier this week, talk about this is going to make the military-industrial complex happy and that Biden probably wanted the war. They probably wanted that conflict because it would be a distraction, It would be great for his cronies in the military-industrial complex. I'm sure, as all sureness, that people like Lindsey Graham, who are more of a hawk than anyone else, neocons, were pushing for it, it. but they didn't get what they wanted because maybe Biden just thought it was just too much negative press heading into a midterm and election year. But they did everything in their power to put Ukraine in a position that would threaten Russia... And by threatening Russia, it turns around and that Russian threat uh, made it so Russia reacted the way they did. But who is playing who, really? Because Russia and their uh, their movements probably assured them a guarantee that Nord Stream 2 is going to happen. And it assured them a lot of other things as well. So this uh, article over and, um on uh, American Greatness says, why Putin won't wage a big war in Ukraine? Putin won't start a major war if he thinks he has a chance to force Ukrainians to surrender. For that, he needs the Western leaders to help. So Russia's months of military movements and Biden's strategic communications campaign are psychological operations intended to intimidate Ukraine, Europe, and the rest of the world there won't be a big war anytime soon the kremlin's low co- and by the way lavrov said this lavrov said this the whole time and i i actually believe lavrov when he speaks and i was listening to what lavrov was saying more than anybody else in the world that was my go-to guy and he's their foreign minister and what he said unequivocally was different than what biden and was spinning to the American public. There won't be a big war anytime soon. The Kremlin's low-cost, high-impact campaign might succeed if some Western leaders, especially in the United States, can help Putin. Since October 30th, American news outlets fueled by leaks have warned of an upcoming full-scale Russian offensive to take Ukraine whole or in pieces. Folks, they already own Ukraine. They don't need anything more than that, they already control Ukraine. Ukraine is controlled not only by Russia uh, because it's split down the middle. There's half the country loves Mother Russia and the other half hates Russia and they want their independence. And it's that fight that's causing all that money to change hands. It's why Hunter Biden was sitting on the board at Burisma. It's why Joe Biden wanted to fire the prosecutor uh, by withholding a billion dollars. It's, it's why um, all of these backroom deals that we don't even know about, that are uh, executives and members of parliament and people in the uh, European parliament are all making deals with, with, uh, with empty promises ukraine ukraine's probably never going to be part of nato unless russia preemptively enters ukraine unprovoked and then there would be ample and good reason to bring ukraine into the fold of nato but russia is not doing that what russia wants is to finalize the Nord stream 2 deal because it's not only been approved and greenlighted by the blessings of Joe Biden, uh, and then Joe Biden turned around and shut down the Keystone Pipeline at, at our uh, middle-class workers' expense, but Germany is in bed with Russia. And NATO is going to be weaker as a result of it. You know, Germany doesn't pay their NATO bills, and they're in bed with Russia in the oil. And... Uh, We don't get a return on investment with Germany. We do buy a lot of products from them, but only 5% of their GDP. They're 5% of their GDP, and so we're not really getting our money's worth out of Germany. What good are they to us? Angela Merkel was a globalist, and she steered that country into the wrong direction for the last 15 years. And she's gone now, but still the damage is done. So this article goes into talking about Moscow's objectives and the psychological warfare that's kind of interesting. The Kremlin's main goal is to intimidate Ukraine to surrender preemptively to Putin by agreeing to execute the Minsk Agreement of 2015. Ukraine considers the Minsk Agreement process a Trojan horse that would end up exploding the country. Moscow and Washington are trying to force the Ukrainian leaders to avoid would be destruction from Putin's incursion by agreeing to Minsk compromise while relatively small with relatively small losses even if Ukraine holds its ground there will be no big war at least for now provocations of the line of contract and on the border of which There have been many since 2014 are practically inevitable. So are local hostilities. Of course they are, because the uh, battle lines have been drawn. There's pro-Russia and there's anti-Russia. There's this uh, interest in sovereignty and and independence from Mother Russia. And then there's this lack of uh, pride and this disrespect of the current Ukrainian government. I mean, after all, they have a comedian running the show over there. They impeached an American president in the House of Representatives over a doofless country like Ukraine. Worthless and weak. But yet still, somehow, they managed to do it. Back to this article. For all its investments in collection, the U.S. intelligence community has a poor analytical track record. It failed to anticipate the Soviet collapse And the 9-11 attacks, it misinterpreted the intentions of Saddam Hussein in Iraq. It failed to foresee the aggressive rise of China. And then there's Afghanistan. Of course, all of these things are done on purpose. Our people are not that stupid. But what it is, is they have competing interests. And the competing interests are compromised and made complex by the personal gains of the politicians that stand to benefit by their votes and decisions. Lindsey Graham being one of the chief responsible for these kinds of things. And so we must do better. But this is not a surprise to me that Russia is pulling back. This was a ruse. This was a distraction. And just yet another story in the era of political corruption. Well, look, that brings us to the end of our show. I I want to get into uh, tomorrow. We're going to be reading a lot of social media tweets and thoughts shared. We're probably going to take calls tomorrow as well. Uh, I wasn't taking calls today. Um, We're traveling with the Scott Adams show. We're in a remote location. Uh, It's my father's birthday. So I want to wish my dad a happy birthday. He's 85 years old today. And uh, so we're down in South Carolina celebrating his wife's birthday, which was two days ago, and then Joanne, happy birthday to Joanne, and then Ray Adams, uh, my dad, who you'll see on Facebook quite a bit, it's his birthday as well. So we celebrate this every year. So we're down here, and uh, with the call-in system, it doesn't work quite as well uh, because there's, you know, it's some distractions to it. But uh, we got it set up, and uh, we're going to be bringing you this show live all week from a remote location. So I want to thank everybody for tuning into The Scott Adams Show. Be sure to check out scottadamsshow.com for the latest podcast. Check out org, And if you could, make a donation because what Magapac is doing is partnering with Red State Talk Radio and The Scott Adams Show to advance American First policies to make America great again in support of Donald Trump. But we can't support any candidates officially. So we don't do that. Otherwise, we'll get our 501c3 revoked. Uh, also, be sure to check out Mike Lindell's coil mattresses and use the code word Red State to get the biggest discounts available to you. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody.
0: A little deeper, just to bury my kids right up to there.